0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse is here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. Last week, we preached part one of Quit Believing for What You Don't Want. This is part two. Do you know how important it is to believe God's report and not the world's? Look what the Lord said, whose report shall you believe? I don't deny the world's report. I don't do that. I don't live in denial. I deny it's right to affect me spiritually, physically, and financially. Now, I want to tell you something. This, this sermon will minister greatly to you. Take some notes on this. This is part two of this message. Quit believing for what you don't want. You heard what I said? What you don't want. Believe for what you do want, not what you don't want. And watch watch what God will do. You'll have what you say concerning what you do want. You ready? Watch this and be blessed. Now write this down. The ghost of care and fear. The ghost of care and fear will build a false an artificial wall around you. Look at this. The ghost of care and fear. Watch that. Let me say it again. The ghost of care and fear will build a false artificial wall around you. It's artificial. It'll build it around you. You can build what they call a a false wall. Richie knows about that. You'll build a false wall or something like that. And you make people think that's where it's at, but really the real wall is, Somewhere further. Let me say it again. The ghost of care and fear will build a false and artificial wall around you. See, that's what's happening when you believe for something you don't want. It's that ghost of care and fear. You see, when the Bible says, be careful for nothing. Now, I'm not denying, li- you're just denying reality. No, I'm changing reality. Amen. I'm not denying that. I'm changing reality. Uh when Richard went to have his knee surgery, remember before we talked, right before you went, and I said, now Richard, he said, we're going to believe God for this thing to heal quick. I called Richard, man. He said, hey, and, and you're going have, you got surgery pain. You're going to have some pain. That's common sense. But I mean, all of a sudden he said, well, he said, I went up the stairs. You went up the stairs? Yeah, my God. And he said, first he would start walking with a cane. I called him a few days later. He ain't walking with no cane at all. And he showed up this morning for church. Amen. That's a blessing of God. That doesn't mean he may not have had some pain. You're going to have some. I had to learn... What pain was, because I've never had much of it other than fighting when I was a kid. You see what I'm saying? When I, and I love that cardiologist. He said, I got to tell you this because most uh, cardiologists don't tell you that. There's three types of pain. Don't freak out when you feel something in your chest. You think you're having a heart attack. You're going to have surgery pain. You know what that is if you cut yourself. That's common sense. He said, He said, now heart pain, if you have having it's dull. It's like somebody standing on your chest. It hurts, but it's dull wait. He said, there's nerve pain. And that's the little suckers that'll drive you nuts. And nerve pain is this. They cut off in half. See? So the nerves wants to grow back. So it sends a little signal. Hey, boy, not, oh, what is that? And if you don't know about that, you think, Oh Jesus, am I having something here? And that just set me free. And I've talked to a lot of people that have an open on surgery and it sets them free. You see what I'm saying? You have to learn your body. How, what it, so so the, the, the nerve, once it builds back its track, then they don't do it anymore, but it's trying to get back together. You see, I don't let the ghost of care and fear, fear hath torment. The ghost of care and fear will build a false and artificial wall around you. See, I believe for the things I want. And when you understand that, I don't dwell with unpleasantness. You see, so they're going to tell you Lord, how many times they're talking about recession. After a while, you're going to have what you say. Well, since I'm going to have what I say, I'm going to say what I want. Instead of what they say. See, you see what I'm saying? A financial pressure is very unpleasant. Yes. Very unpleasant. And I refuse the ghost of care and fear because it builds a false and artificial wall around you. I heard it all my life. Yeah, you know, every time I went to get a physical, and I had to shut them down, I had to pull clipboards out of the doctor's hand. Uh, you got diabetes in your family? Heart trouble? Yeah, my brother, oh, uh, uh-oh. oh, 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 check it. I had enough of that, so I just took the clipboard out of his hand and said, sit down on the, on the table, sir. What? Sit down. Doctor freak out when you talk to him. Like, you know, I made him sit on that paper. You know how did that? I said, now, have you had diabetes in your family? Well, Answer the question, doc. Oh, they didn't know what to say. Answer it. Now, we, me and him in the room, by I said, he think, this guy's going to do something. Yeah, I said, uh-oh, oh, and I checked him off. I said, you like that, Doc? I know you're trying to do your job, and I know you're doing a good job. That's not the issue, but I will not accept. Now, y'all can say what you want, but if you ever saw me sad, sick, depressed, discouraged, bonded, broke, hurting, there's a reason I'm doing that. Not so I can be better than you. It's just I will not accept what I don't want. And then they understand what I'm talking about. I thank you for your knowledge. I'm not, I'm not knocking medical knowledge. I understand. I know how all that works. I believe in medical knowledge. But when it comes to me, it's a whole nother ballgame. When it comes to you, it's a whole nother ball game. You see, you can, you can fix and do that. So you don't let the ghost of care and fear build a false wall around you. Write this down. Imagination takes trouble and puts it into your future. See, when they say that, they begin to make you imagine that you're walking like that. It takes the trouble And it puts it in your future. When your future ought to be better than your past or your present. Are y'all enjoying this this morning? Quit believing for the things you don't want. You see what I'm saying? Imagination takes trouble and puts it into your future. Well, since I'm going to talk about my future, I'm going to say I call those things that be not as though they were until they are. That I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. That I will live as long as I ever want to live because death and life's in the power of my tongue. And if God be for me, who could be against me? And I say to those mountains, because mountains show up, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. You can call the mountains challenges. I say to the mountain, I said, my Lord, God didn't make me a mountain climber. I ain't climbing it. I'm going to dissolve it. Say to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, not doubt in your heart. Believe those things. But I say, that's what you say, shall come to pass. You shall. Oh, that's a big word, shall. I shall not want. You shall have what you say. Do you see how powerful your words are? That they're vessels that, hold, that are containers that hold your present and future. So say what you want instead of saying what you don't want. I'm getting old. Yes. Yes. Now you can have all the false lips. You can put glue in your, and make them big lips. And there's nothing wrong with that. I believe in that. I, I got no, That's what you like? Fine, but you're not going to stop the internal clock. It's going to go year to year, but what you can stop is not the clock, but you can stop a, the clock from aging. In other words, you can be 90 years old and still doing what you want. I had a friend of mine that won the senior marathon, and he ran the marathon at 94. 26.2 miles. Because he just decided he want to. See, he, he didn't stop the age, but he stopped the age from aging the clock by saying what he wanted instead of saying what he didn't want. You know how he went to heaven? My God. He went to his son's house, sitting in there, and when they walked in there, normally he gets up early, he didn't get up early. And when they walked into the room, he was like this The Lord, he just went into the very presence of the Most High God. You can preach that kind of funeral all day long because yeah. it's wonderful things. you see? Now, I know, I, I, and you need to accept a, a doctor's, what he's telling you to do. He's saying, but when it begins to go against your faith, I mean, be nice. Say, said, well, thank you. And I understand you're doing that because you have uh, so many cases of that happening. But you have never met a person like me. Yeah. Now, they're going to think you're cocky and arrogant. No, you're living. You want to live. want to live and not die. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand that imagination boy I mean imagination will eat your Lord son. Imagination takes trouble and puts it into your future. So since I'm going to imagine I'm going to imagine some good things. Write this down. We are prone to overstate we are prone to overstate the ills of life and forget the numberless hours of joy. We are prone to overstate the ills of life and forget the numberless hours of joy. So when something's kind of feeling bad on me down, I start thinking about the good times. When a doctor tells you something like that, you say, well, bless God. And you look at you and say, Debbie, you remember when we did this? Do you remember, my God, when Sean was born? You know I mean? And all of a sudden, your body begins to change. He goes, see, you're pulling away from this stuff and the, and the devil says, he's he, he not taking, I can't get him to say what he don't want. Right. You see, we tend to, we're prone to overstate these things. So when I get a bad thought, I start, I say, well, let me think of a good thought. I don't say the thought. I just say, well, bless God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let me say it again. We're prone to overstate the ills of life and forget the numberless hours of joy. Yeah. So sometimes Kathy irritate the socks off me and she does. I stop it. She don't even know it. I just stop it. And I think about the good times. And we got way more good times than we ever had bad times. Do you understand what I'm saying? I remember, and I like it when she goes spend money. My money. Her money. And my money again. I like it. Because I remember when we couldn't. I remember when we went to eat dinner. It was a dinner. Go out to eat dinner. I had McDonald's. A quarter pounder with cheese. I remember that. I remember when we went to the uh, store for the $3 and uh, macaroni and cheese. See, I don't forget those things. And, you know, and the devil said, you know, I said, but I said, but we we did well. See, the devil said, man, I'm going to bring you back like that. I said, you can't. I can now buy the store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that just freaks out the devil. Yeah. He said, so I just remember good things, see, because we tend to overstate the ills of life. You see what I'm saying? Are oh, y'all enjoying it? You hear what I'm saying? This is, this is happening constantly. Let me go back to Asia. Do I need some work? Yes. Look. Get closer to Get, get real close to my face. You see it's sad. It. See, see, it. see it this I'm 70. Look at it. I don't care. You know why? It's alive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you, I mean, people say, you don't look as old. You don't look 73. I, I haven't thought about it. Look, what does a 73-year-old look like? I yeah. will tell you one thing, or a 93. It's all in the eyes of the beholder. They thought Kathy was my daughter. Right. I'm three years older than Kathy, and I took her sister, Myra, her older sister, and just before Jody was married, and we were at uh, what name of that Disney World, and we, so we went to the Floridian. I think that's the name of the uh, uh, that beautiful Grand hotel. Floridian. Yeah, yeah, Floridian. And so Kathy and Myra and me. And Jody said, Dad, why you're there, check out the, the, the bridal suite. See if that's a real nice thing. So I walked up to the uh, front. There's me, Kathy, and Myra. Now, Myra was on the other side of Kathy. Kathy's in the middle like this. And I said, excuse me. I said, my daughter's planning on getting married. And is it possible if, if it's not, uh, not occupied, we'd like to look at the bridal suite and uh, see, see if she'll like it or not, you know? <laughs> and she turns to Kathy and said, so when are you getting married? <laughs> Kathy loved it. (laughs) Me and Myra looked at each other like a good God. (laughs) And she still, she said, do you remember? So those was hours of great joy for Kathy. (laughs) And Myra still thinks, and Myra goes like, God, what's the matter with me? And I I said, no, this is my wife. (laughs) Well, because my hair has been white since I'm like 33, 34, grayish white, then it turned real white and things of that nature. And, but that didn't bother me because I'm still here. Right. Do you know that's over 20 something, I don't know, 30 years, over 30 years something ago. Doesn't make any difference. So if somebody thinks you're an old looking person, that's their opinion. It's <laughs> like one lady told Winston Churchill and he drank a lot. I think he was an alcoholic. One of, one of his uh, men and there in the House of Commons in the house of Lord, they said, how can you, how, how can you drink so much? He said, practice. <laughs> I like that. I mean, he drank he, for breakfast. He drank lunch. I mean, champ. I mean, and then he drank brandy at night, but I like the best one. I mean, he drank a lot. And this lady said, Churchill, you're drunk. And he said, woman, you ugly, <laughs> but I'm going to be sober in the morning. Gotta think of the bright side. <laughs> I will be sober in the morning. We're prone to overstate the ills of life and forget the numberless hours of joy. See? So when you understand that, this you quit believing in the things you don't want, write this down. Nothing can be more disastrous than expectation of future punishment. <laughs> Nothing can be more disastrous than the expectation of future punishment punishment some of you are writing it down or say it one more time nothing can be more disastrous than the expectation of future punishment you know what that's called that's a scared conscious talking that's a scared conscious see that's telling you something that your conscience is saying it's believing for something you don't want so you think the punishment's coming do you see what I'm saying do you, did you, let me ask some of y'all. Did your, it, they hardly ever spank children anymore. We didn't have spankers when I grew up. We had whoopings. Remember whoopings whoopings? And a switch. Oh, God. man! Switch make the Holy Ghost come upon you. Oh! <laughs> oh switches was something, boy. And they want to hit your legs. Good God, man, that hurt. But did you did your mother ever say this? I don't have time right now, but I'm going to whoop you in, 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 in a little while. And it drove you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Making you wait. Yeah. Expectation of future punishment. My mother told me she was gonna beat me one time at Sunday, on a Sunday night, because I was saying something at the church. I don't know what I, she forgot. I didn't remind her. <laughs> Thursday afternoon, I got back from school, she goes, Oh Jesse, I forgot to whip you. I said, that's okay, Mom, don't worry about it. She said, No, I can't go to hell, I got to beat you. <laughs> that's a true story. But by that time, she wasn't mad, and it really didn't hurt at all. Actually, it turned out to be like a little slap or something like that. But if, I, if she'd have had time to do it, then it'd have been more than a slap. Hmm, Nothing can be more disastrous than the expectation of future punishment. That's a scared conscious talking. Have you ever snuck up on the scale? <laughs> Look at the girls. Don't talk about no woman's weight. Have you ever, do you walk close to, One time Kathy's on the scale and she didn't know I was behind and I put my foot just, and I saw her go, and then she turned around, wham, and just hit me. I had to believe for the healing. That's a scared consciousness. You go into the doctor, what are you going to say? It don't make no difference what he says. And you should go to the doctor. You should listen. Don't misunderstand me. That's what doctors are for. But then change what you don't want and believe for what you do want. You see what I'm trying to say? I like that. Nothing can be more disastrous than the expectation of future punishment. That's a scared conscious talking. Write this down. Take God's advice and be not anxious for tomorrow. That's Matthew 6:34. Take no thought for tomorrow. Be not anxious for tomorrow. Matthew 6, verse 34. Take God's advice and be not anxious for tomorrow. You see, when Catherine and flew out, normally I'm flying. I, I was at the airport and me and uh, uh, Alan and uh, let's see, who else was there? I can't remember. Now. Was, I don't know if Neil was there or not and, uh, and Alex. And I, I like to watch the plane take off. Usually I'm in it and I watch them take off. Boy, that thing will look good when they take off. So yesterday I was at the, uh, my offices at the aviation, only me. I was in the door opens up and it's I say, hey Alan, how you doing? So I'm just sitting there, I don't get a chance to enjoy my offices at the, at the aviation. So I'm just sitting there and I'm just enjoying myself and saying, God, I thank you for the land of miracles. I call it the land of miracles. You will never get this office. We got it. You will never build a hangar. We got it. You will never, ever, ever, ever have a fuel farm. We got it. We got everything they said never. See, they wanted me to believe for something, you know, uh, that they, they didn't want me to have that. But I, I was believing for what I wanted. So watch this. I said, uh, Alan, And uh, we, we are covered by security. It's hard for you to find me when I'm flying. They do all kinds of stuff. I don't know how they do all that. But we know the words and everything. And I, I said, so he put it on. I said, where they at? He said, they're just crossing, getting close to Alexander going down, something like that. I said, okay. So, I mean, I heard people, hey, this is such and such. And, uh, everybody's talking. And all of a sudden I heard, he said, they send the 4,000 or something like that. And I heard Eli's voice. Okay, this, okay, we send in the 4,000. 4,000. Mm. I said, he said, I said, that's Eli. Yeah. See, I could hear him. He couldn't hear me. But I was tracking him. See, God's tracking you. He knows where you are. See, he knows where you are. Ladies and gentlemen, God has your back. You understand what I'm saying? He knows where you are, and he wants only good things for you. All you have to do is believe that. It is so simple. Take Jesus' advice in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. I like what he says. Don't be anxious about anything for nothing. See, that's how you overcome fear and everything. You do it with the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's not a problem Satan can put against you that the Bible don't have an answer to it. Remember, you have to stand on what God says, not what the world said. And let me tell you about your imagination. It'll put trouble in your future. That devil will say, boy, you know, what about this? What about that? No, but faith in God makes trouble Ooh, flee. The Bible said he's got, you, you can catch the thief and he's got to return it sevenfold. Isn't that a blessing of the Lord? I have a question here that, that was sent to me. I really like this question. It says, Brother Jesse, I recently gave my life to the Lord, and your sermons are truly ministering to me. Thank you for saying that. Please tell me how I can continue to work at my, my job as a new believer when so many people around me curse and blaspheme the name of Jesus. Very simple. Greater is he who is in you than he was in the world. And if God be for you, who could be against you? And my God, you're more than a conqueror. You see what I'm saying? The word of God, no matter what they say, God will blot it out of your ears. And you just let your light shine. You know, you'll stop it all without even having to say anything because of the glory of God that resides in you since you're born again. I want to tell you, I I know what I had that happen to me so many times. People cursing, doing everything, and I just smile, and and people begin to say, you know, you don't curse or do any kind of stuff. I said, but there's so many other words in the dictionary I can use. It kind of freaked them out, you know. I said, besides, you know, I said, I know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said, I just prefer, and I'm not against you, I just prefer to think what he thinks, says what he says, and just live God's word. People say, oh, you're religious? I said, no, I'm born again. You see, let me tell you something. That power of God in you is far more powerful than them. And I mean that sincerely. Great question. Kathy's coming right now with some great glorious moments. Kathy, take it away. Bless the people. Bless the Lord Jesus Christ. And bless me. Watch now.
1: Welcome to Glorious Moments. This month the Lord has placed Psalm 78 verse 7 on my heart. It declares so each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Jesse and I will never forget His glorious miracles in our lives and in the lives of those that have been impacted by our ministry since it began in 1976. Lives like the two I want to read to you today. The theme for 2023, If you keep the faith, everything is yours, is working in my life. I've been praying this every day, and my faith is increasing and getting stronger. I recently had some work done on my house that needed to be done for over one and a half years. I was believing God to send someone who knew what they were doing. He wanted cash to do the job, so I said, Lord, by faith, you will supply the finances for the work. He did the job within a week, and God was right on time with the cash. Praise God. You know, I'm so glad that our 2023 theme is working in your life. And I was also so blessed by this next testimony. Dr. Jesse and Pastor Kathy, I thank God for the amazing work you are doing for the kingdom of God. I listen to you preach every day, and my faith has been greatly impacted to believe God for the unbelievable and to receive the impossible because it is doable. Thank you for the joy that you release, and thank you for such a tangible anointing as you minister to the people. I literally feel it as I watch your videos. Glory be to God. You know, it blesses me to know that you are being impacted to believe God for the impossible and I pray that you've been strengthened and encouraged to set your hope anew on God. Never forget His glorious miracles. They are still available for whosoever that will believe today. God bless you.
0: Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I never learned to doubt. You will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I Never Learned to Doubt, it's my new book, Get It Today. You know, I'm so excited about this month's product offer, my book, I Never Learned to Doubt. This book really has impacted countless people around the world, you know why? Doubt is a cancer. We need to shut it down. And this book will change your life and shut that down. If you'd like to get it, just go to our website, jdm.org, for all the ordering information. You'll be blessed by it. It is part of the time right here on the show, and I thank each and every one of you for all the wonderful things you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so greatly appreciated. You know, we will not be lazy with your seed. We don't believe in that. I've had people say, you are the hardest working preacher I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know what? People support my ministry, and they expect me to do things and to go to the world and preach this gospel to every creature. So we do that, and it's just such a blessing. Partners, I can't thank you enough for what you do. Nothing too small and nothing too big. There's always, for some reason, there's always projects going on. Then I realized that God says, hurry up, Jesse, get this stuff done because he's coming sooner than we think he is. Now I know people have said that for millenniums, but they haven't seen what this generation seen. So partner, thank you for helping me today to change a person's life, to get some depression off somebody, to get sickness out of somebody's body. We do that all the time through the power of the word of God, the name of Jesus. And we do it effectively, but we couldn't do it without you. And you know, and I kind of like that. And I tell you why, because it's good not to be alone. I got God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy ghost with me. And I got you, my partners with me all the time also. And I mean that sincerely. I've said it so many times. I'm going to say it again. We've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry to give us a soul into the kingdom. Think about that for a minute. I will not waste your seed Why? Because you work too hard for that. But I also believe in the hundredfold return. And I believe in God for the hundredfold return for you. Now, some people don't believe that. I believe it because it's in red in this Bible. Jesus said it, and that's good enough for me. And I mean that sincerely. So, partners, thank you for doing something today. And we'll get somebody and touch them and bless them and stop them from going to hell. And I mean that sincerely. Don't miss next week. I mean that sincerely. I hope you enjoy this te- these television, telecasts, social media, and all the things we do. We do it with you in mind. Thank you for being so courteous and kind. And partners, thank you once again. See you all next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.
1: Do you realize that God wants you to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything he's called you to do? Well, in my book, Suited for Success, I'm going to show you how to be fully equipped with all the essentials that you need to live a victorious and prosperous life. Your victory has already been settled. You can and will accomplish every dream God put in your heart. Suited for success. Order your copy at JDM.org today.
0: Our October partner offer is a sermon entitled, Quit Believing for What You Don't Want. Find out how you can change the world's report about you by believing God's report. If you're going to believe something, believe for the things you do want, not what you don't want. This message is going to set you free. Well, how do I get it, Brother Jesse? Very simple. Go to our website, jdm.org, to get it today. It will bless you and minister to you.
1: with who you really are and take the time to get in his presence and be filled with his glory. God has opened up the door, girls, and we need to walk through it. Kathy Duplantis' Glorious, a conference for women. Register online at jdm.org.
0: There is the tithe, there is the first fruits, there is the alms, and there is the seed. Four types of giving in the Bible. Three of them go to God, one of them goes to man.